0: To help you meditate on truths that will transform your way of thinking and ultimately your life. Sometimes I listen to the top Christian hits on a a Spotify station as I get ready in the morning. And it often happens that a song on that list will capture my attention for the podcast and this week's song was really no different. Of course, as you're getting ready, you're not really looking at your device, but this week's song, Head Above Water, not only caught my ear lyrically, but vocally, so I ran over to the phone to tap it to see who was singing and make a note of the song to add it to the podcast list, and I was surprised to see Avril Lavigne's name pop up as I've never known her music to cross over into the Christian music charts before. Not that I'm some sort of expert or anything, but it just, I I was like, That's, she, she's a pop artist, right? <laughs> but but it sent me on a search regarding her background, the story behind the song, and ultimately, of course, led me to dive into scripture inspired by the lyrics. So before we get to all of that, let's listen. God keep my head. Music really is a very powerful platform. It's poetry in a song, and it can often reveal some of the deepest feelings that we all feel, or or certain songs resonate with us because they really connect with our hearts that way. And I have a lot of friends and family members who have been suffering lately. I mean, there are physical needs and disease and death, and they've played it all that has plagued their lives. And their minds. And then there are those of us who are the helpless loved ones who sit by and pray and cry and love as best as we can. And so this new song by Avril Lavigne reflects a deep cry from a desperate place. And for Avril, it was a, a literal fight for her life when she thought she would die. And she said that there was this moment where she really couldn't breathe and she was crying out to God, feeling as if she was drowning. And so as I read a little bit more about her, I noticed that her, her story, her life story, includes an upbringing of faith and then ultimately a recent fight with Lyme disease, which is where this song really comes from. But the best songs embed themselves in our very being because they say what we would say if we could write music. And scripture is also powerful because they are the very words of God It's the story of God's eternal plan of creation, fall, redemption, and restoration. And because both music and God's word are so powerful, when you link the two, then you can take your time in the Bible and then recall it through the song that you've linked it to, so that every time you listen to the song, you think of all that you learned while you spent time in the Bible. No, so that's my goal for you. You know, my goal is to inspire you to read God's word for yourself and allow the words of God to change the way you think. And as I say in my intro, ultimately that will change the way you respond, which changes your life. And this uh, this made me think of a very specific time in Scripture when someone was also in a literal fight for his life as he was actually drowning. But once rescued by God, had a prayer of his own. And I'm talking about Jonah. Now, the book of Jonah is only four chapters. And so for the first Bible interaction tool exercise I recommend today is to read the entire story in context. And so in this case, it is to read the entire story. It's just four chapters. Now, I um. What I mean by, normally what I mean by context is, so let's say you go to a sermon, you hear a sermon, and they might use a few scriptures, a small section, maybe even one or two scriptures, and or you read a devotion book that has like a verse at the top of the page. A lot of times we consume God's word one verse at a time. It's an Instagram post. It's a top of a devotional page, or it's one scripture in a sermon. And when I ask you to read in context, normally what I'm saying is, hey, read that whole chapter that that one verse is in. Or even better, read the chapter before and the chapter after so you know what's going on in Scripture around this one verse so that you're not taking it out of context you know what that's like if you've ever been taken out of context where you make a statement and it's in the midst of other statements and it's not what you meant at all well god doesn't want to be taken out of context either so in this case to read the story in context we're going to really focus in on a prayer in chapter 2 of jonah so to read this story in context you would read the chapter before and the chapter after well and then there's only one more chapter after that so i say read the whole story. And I call this a Bible interaction tool exercise. I call them bites for short. And these are just my habits that I use in my weekly, daily, weekly Bible study um, to stay in God's word, keep it varied, and also learn new things every time I approach God's word. So you can read the book of Jonah in less than 10 minutes and so if or you can use the bite of listening to an audio version of the book of Jonah and I use the Bible app from you version it's free and it has audio versions of my favorite translations so one translation that's easy to listen to is the new living translation because it it's more conversational it's um, another um, good translation to study in is the ESV the English standard version or another easy to listen to translation would be the NIV um, I think e- any of those three versions are great and you know you might use the bite of repetition by listening or reading the book more than once and um and and use the bite of reading in multiple translations if you'd like so that you can really um, see it kind of from all angles but if you you can listen to the entire book of Jonah in um, about 7 minutes and 12 seconds so I guess what I'm saying is it's going to be easy for you to consume this chunk of scripture this week and I encourage you to do that so as I jump into this short book uh, I want here's what I want to do for you today on the podcast I want to make some links between the lyrics of our song and the actual of Jonah. Because again, remember, every if we study the book of Jonah and link it back to our song, then every time we listen to our song, we can remember what we learned from God's word. And then I want to encourage you with the prayer of Jonah in chapter two. And then at the end, finally, I want to show you how Jonah actually points to Jesus. And so our song starts out in the opening verse, really talking about Taking things into her own hands, she she uses phrase like, phrases like "I've got to," or "I'm fighting," and "My voice be the driving force, and "I won't let this pull me overboard." And when you read the account of Jonah, you see that he tries to take things into his own hands, too. God tells him to go to Nineveh. And cry out against it for the evil that the Ninevites were known for, and we're not going to get a whole lot into the historical context today. But let's just suffice it to say, Ninevites were evil, but like really evil, and they were um, they they were evil toward Israel, and that's who who Jonah was um, coming work Jonah was coming from. And so Jonah didn't want to do that, and he got on a boat going as far in the opposite direction as possible. So again, our song starts out taking things into our own hands, kind of self-declaration, just like Jonah starts out that way. But as our song continues, Avril shifts from a cry of self-dependence to this release to God's strength over her own and... Of, over her own strength, and then and then this desperate cry for rescue comes out um, to God, right? So, uh, Which is exactly what we see in the story of Jonah as well. Now, in our song, I know she's crying out because of her physical ailment, but Jonah is crying out after his own personal disobedience, and I think that this really makes a good point. No matter how we end up underwater, we know that God is the author of our salvation, and he is the one that we need to cry to to lift us out of that pit. So in Jonah's situation God caused a great storm to arise and the boat that Jonah was on everyone's lives were at risk. And so if you've never read this account before, I highly recommend it. It's a very interesting plot line. I mean, it's um I I call it an account cuz remember that it's a Jonah was a real person that lived in a real time and um so it's not a story, it's not some sort of like, um, if you ever did Sunday school, I always think about the flannel, gra- flannel graphs, you know, where they put up these little clip art things on the wall. It's just, it's beyond that. It's, it's a true life story. And so, um, but it is a very interesting plot line. But to recap quickly, Jonah convinces the sailors on the boat to throw him overboard because he said, as soon as you do that, the wind of the waves will cease. And sure enough, they threw him overboard and immediately the storm ceased. But instead of allowing him to drown, verse 17 of chapter 1 says, And the Lord appointed a great fish to swallow up Jonah, and Jonah was in the belly of the fish for three days and three nights. All right, now, I do not know all that went on for those three days, but at the end of this time, Jonah raises up a prayer that you can now find in chapter 2. I'm going to read this quick prayer. Then Jonah prayed to the Lord his God from the belly of the fish, saying, I called out to the Lord out of my distress. And he answered me out of the belly of Sheol. I cried and you heard my voice for you cast me into the deep into the heart of the seas and the flood surrounded me all your waves and your billows passed over me. Then I said, I am driven away from your sight. Yet I shall look again uh, upon your holy temple. their hope of steadfast love. But I, with the voice of thanksgiving, will sacrifice to you what I have vowed I will pay. Salvation belongs to the Lord. And the Lord spoke to the fish, and it vomited Jonah out upon the dry land. Now, I love that this prayer opens with hope. I called out of my distress, and he answered me. If you are in a place of distress, please do what this prayer does, as well as our song, Call out to God, and He will answer you. He will hear your voice from the depths. And just like our song cries out in anguish and desperation, Jonah's prayer reflects this same depth of woe. You know, in verse 5, it says, The waters closed in over me to take my life. The deep surrounded me. Weeds were wrapped about my head at the roots of the mountains. I went down to the land whose bars closed upon me forever, yet you brought up my life from the pit, O Lord my God. Now, I've seen this same deep sorrow in the eyes and hearts of my friends and family members. I know you feel the waters closing in over you to take your life. I know the deep is surrounding you. I know you can feel the seaweed wrapping around your head. And Jonah even says the bars of the land were closed upon him forever, but... The bars are nothing to God, for he is able and willing to bring your life up from the pit. So what was the key for Jonah? Well, it was remembering the Lord, praying to him, gratitude, and dependence upon him for salvation. So my question to you is, do you take, do do we, I mean, I'm going to lump myself in there because sometimes I forget to remember the Lord. Do we take time to remember the Lord, And some of that is just staying in His Word and celebrating who He is and what He's done. He is the same God yesterday, today, and forever. And then are you actually praying to Him? You know, falling on our knees at the altar, our song sings about that. Sometimes I just worry about things or think about them or chat about them with others, but I never really approach the throne of grace in genuine prayer. So are you taking time to remember the Lord and are you actually praying to him? And will I offer the sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving in the midst of my distress? You know, it's hard to think of happy things when when you're drowning. And yet Jonah saying this is this is these were the keys. He remembered him. He prayed to him and he in his heart said, no matter what, I will be thankful. And then declare right now, salvation belongs to the Lord. It's not your voice. It's not your strength. It's not happier thoughts. It is the salvation belongs to the Lord. And then, of course, I I promised to talk about how Jonah points to Jesus. And it is not hard to make the connection because Jesus links himself to Jonah in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 12. It says, One day some teachers of religious law and Pharisees came to Jesus and said, Teacher, we want want you to show us a miraculous sign to prove your authority. Now this is chapter 12, by the way. So if you read this in context and read the chapters before, you will see that he had been giving signs and wonders (laughs) uh, this whole time. So it's so annoying that they would continue to ask this. But in verse 39, Jesus replied, Only an evil, adulterous generation would demand a miraculous sign. But the only sign I will give them is the sign of the prophet Jonah. For as Jonah was in the belly of the great fish for three days and three nights, so will the Son of Man be in the heart of the earth for three days and three nights. The people of Nineveh will stand up against this generation on Judgment Day and condemn it. For they repented of their sins at the preaching of Jonah. Now someone greater than Jonah is here, but you refuse to repent. Wow, that's um, powerful. We could probably do an entire podcast just on that. But I do want to kind of remind you or make some connections for you. We see that even the reluctant prophet pointed to Christ. And during the days of Christ on earth, we would see storms and the calming of storms, just like in Jonah. And as Christ himself points out, he called, he called for repentance. You know, he called the people to repentance. And he also spent three days and nights in the heart of the earth like Jonah did in the belly of the whale. But while Jonah spent three days and in, in, uh, in nights inside the belly of a great fish because of his own sin, Jesus spent three days inside the belly of the earth because of our sin. And let's consider another connection. In the book of Jonah, he willingly allowed the sailors to throw him into the depths just, because, just as Jesus threw himself into the waves of sin and death when he willingly died on the cross. And just as the waves immediately calmed in Jonah's time, ultimately the storms of this life, the, the immediate storm of, of a, a life separated from God, right, um, completely ceased the moment that Christ died for our sins. And ultimately, the storms of this life will cease because of God, of Christ's eternal work on the cross. Salvation truly does belong to the Lord. And my prayer as you study the book of Jonah this week is that you will see God's great compassion and willingness and ability to pull us out of the depths, no matter how we got there. And I know all of you may be able to feel um if you are in that dark place and all you might be able to feel right now is the seaweed wrapped around your head and you might literally be gasping for breath but I encourage you look up cry out offer thanksgiving remember the Lord and surrender to the salvation offered through Christ alone so what's next? Well, read Jonah for yourself. Read it several times or listen to an audio version of it. If you feel like you're drowning in life, spend some time reflecting on Jonah's prayer. Ultimately, look to the author of your salvation, Jesus Christ, to rescue you and change from the I words of your life. I will try harder. I will be able to do this and and shift to a surrender, um, a posture of surrender on at your, maybe even you've never repented before. You've never looked to Christ as your Savior before. This is it. This is the time that you can say, and it's as simple as, I see I'm leaning on myself, and I surrender to you and, and receive the salvation that you've offered me. And then continue in things like this, and, and in community, and in God's word, and in prayer. Cry out to him in faith. He will hear your voice. And bring up your life from the pit. And while you're in God's word this week, let me know how you're doing. Email me, Michelle at com. hop on Twitter at Michelle Instagram at Michelle my my public page on Facebook is Michelle L. Nizat, and we can talk about what you're learning. Now before I tell you what song will be featured next week I want to thank the premier Christian music streaming service TheOverflow.com for pointing their subscribers to this podcast but more importantly pointing them to God's word through music. Now when you subscribe to their trial you will receive a 10 day series of devotions I wrote based on some of my most popular podcast episodes so I encourage you to check them out at overflow.com. and I want to thank Thank my newest subscribers to my website, like Mandy from Ohio, Shauna from Mississippi, Larry from Colorado, Stephanie from Alabama, Dawn from Florida, Carrie from Australia, and Doreen from New Zealand. Welcome. Now, new subscribers to my website will benefit from a one-page resource of the top five bytes that I've used on this podcast. It's a great place to start. And then subscribers will also benefit from an email that I sent once a week. And in that email, you get a weekly memory verse resource to display on your smartphone, desktop, tablet, or you can even print it out. You get an email recap of the week's episode, and you get instant access to any of the extra resources I create for my episodes from time to time. It's just my way of saying thank you for listening. So head over to MichelleNeesat.com to subscribe today. Now, there are so many different ways to listen to the podcast these days. We are now featured on Joy 103.1 every Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern, always on Spotify or through Stitcher Radio, and you can also subscribe in iTunes. And while you're there, please leave me a written review and a star rating. This not only encourages me, but helps me stay visible to new listeners. And as always, if you take the time to review my podcast, I will take the time to personally thank you right here on the podcast. Well, that's it for this episode of More Than a Song. Next week, I will be using Peace Be Still by The Belonging Company featuring Lauren Daigle to jump into scripture. And this was a request by my listener, Jen. If you liked this episode, would you mind sharing it with others? I've made it really easy. With just one click, you can share via Facebook, Twitter, or email. Just head over to michellenezat.com forward slash 246. While you're there, I'd love to hear from you. Click on comment to join the conversation.